Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again on the Word Podcast. Uh, We've reached one of my favorite portions of the Scripture. I'm quite serious about that. And, you know, people say that type of thing all the time. But this really is uh, Matthew 24, 25, Mark 13, Luke 21. Give us so much insight into what's going to be happening in days yet to come. You really cannot understand Revelation without these. You really cannot understand what's going on in Daniel, the first and second Thessalonians, without what Jesus said in these passages right here. And we've spent several episodes now setting the context for it. Jesus has just come out of the temple It has been confrontational. Literally, Jesus is saying, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites, you whitewashed sepulchers, you serpents. Uh, That's pretty tart right there, okay? That's pretty much in your face in describing what's going on. At the very end of it, Jesus cries out and says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I wish that you had just responded to me. All I wanted to do was just gather you under my wings. So um, we're going to look at three different portions of Scripture today which recount the same thing. And the Gospels are like that, particularly Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're called synoptic because they have a, a common view. And it's just as if we were standing on the street corner with four, five, or six of us, and there was a, a car wreck that occurred. Well, all of us would have seen it, but we would have seen it from different angles. Okay, And so we need to get the testimony of each one. Uh, sort of a simple explanation Uh, The Gospels were written and inspired by the Holy Spirit and had different uh, authors and different uh, people they were being written to, so there were different purposes to it. So we're going to start with Matthew 24. Matthew 24, 1 says this, Jesus came out from the temple and was going away. He just came out from that confrontational time when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. Now, the temple complex was under construction the entire life of Jesus. Okay, It was being rebuilt. It was being restored. It was an ongoing thing. So the disciples come up after this hard confrontational time, after this time when Jesus said all the stuff he said to them, they come out to him and say, uh, hey, Master, look, look at the buildings here. Ain't they pretty? Now, you may think I'm being a little flippant right here, but I don't think I really am. I think they were trying to lighten the mood. I think they were trying to distract the Lord. I think they were trying to change the subject. And you know we do the same thing, okay? We do the same thing, same thing all the time. And there's times when we need to change the subject. But Jesus was having nothing to do with it. The next verse says this, And he, that's Jesus, said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. Now, it's more than just his disciples around because later on that statement right there is actually going to be used against him to try to get him killed. So there's other people around hearing this. You always had those scribes, those Pharisees, those hypocrites. So Jesus says that to them. He says, don't you know this? Look at these things. There's not going to be one stone left of this wonderful complex that you think is magnificent that's not going to be torn down. The next verse, verse 3 of Matthew 24, says this. And he, Jesus, was sitting on the Mount of Olives, The disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so between verse 2 and verse 3, they had walked out of the temple. They'd gone down the Kidron Valley. They'd come up to the Mount of Olives. And they were sitting there. And some of the disciples come up and ask him, 
one of these things going to happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? They were expecting these things that Jesus had said to happen, whatever these things are. But then all of a sudden, out of the blue, they want to know, what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Apparently, Jesus had been saying some things to them. Well, let's go to Mark. In Mark 13, verse 1, we have a parallel passage, and it says this. And he, that's Jesus again, was going out of the temple. One of his disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. Well, that gives us a little more insight as to uh, the attitude and the, and the way that that was being said, what we saw in Matthew 24. Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. <coughs> then verse 3 of Mark 13. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, and that means across the valley, as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, Peter and James and John and Andrew were questioning him privately, and they said this, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? So it's the same basic question that were asked over Matthew 24, but now we know who was actually asking it. It was Peter, James, and John, and Andrew. And they went to him privately. In other words, the other disciples who had been around, other people would have been around. But they went to him privately wanting to know when these things would occur. Let's look at one more parallel passage. This is in Luke chapter 21, uh, beginning with verse 5. And while some were talking about the temple, that it was adorned with beautiful stones and votive gifts, Jesus says, As for these things which you are looking at, the days will come in which there will not be left one stone upon another which will not be torn down. Next verse, verse 7. They questioned him, saying, Teacher, when therefore will these things happen? And what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? You could tell that they were concerned. You could tell they were wondering about what the Lord was saying. You could tell they were beginning to realize, wait a minute, this is getting a lot more intense than we thought. What is happening with this thing? Jesus answers the question for them. Okay? He answers the question. Little uh, did they know how long the answer was going to be. In Matthew, it's literally the balance of Matthew chapter 24 and chapter 25. All the rest of that is in red letters. Uh, but the, the good thing is the Lord gives us uh, redacted versions of it. As a matter of fact, in Matthew 24, beginning with verse 4, he uh, speaks some things and goes all the way through verse 14 and literally gives a panoramic overview of everything that's going to occur from the moment they ask that question until the Lord returns in the end of what we call the end of time type of thing. In 10 verses, he answers that, and then he backs up and expands upon it. Mark and Luke will give us more insight into it. It's really most, one of the most exciting portions of Scripture uh, that we can imagine. Uh, a couple things here real quick before we close. Uh, the disciples had no problem asking Jesus a question. You know, sometimes we are a little fearful about asking the Lord, Lord, what does this mean? Why is this happening? What's going on? The Lord knows our heart. We don't want to ask from the point of accusation. We don't want to ask from the point of fault finding, even though we may be torn, even though we may be distressed. But we can cry out to the Lord and we can ask, and he will answer us. As we see the answers to these questions right here, 
I think it is going to so encourage us that it will so exhort us to do that which the Lord has called each one of us to do in this life. A lot of times we as believers just want to sit back and say, well, I'm saved and I'm just waiting till the Lord raptures me out of here. That is in error. When you see the answer of the Lord, when you see the warnings, when you see the instructions, when you see the commandments, I think that you're going to be so excited, not only for his return, but for the time between now and then and what he calls for us to do. Okay? So anyway, stay with us, and we'll start looking at that in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.